Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So today we're dealing with a man named Paul. Now when he first shows up in the Bible, he shows up under the name Saul, but he becomes known as Paul instead. It's the same guy. Uh, we first see him in the end of Acts chapter 7 with Stephen, uh, the first Christian to be killed for being a Christian. But as he's being killed for being a Christian... The people that are doing that take their coats, their robes, whatever, and they lay them at the feet of this Saul, they call him here, but it's Paul. They lay them at his feet. He's watching over their coats, making sure nobody steals their stuff or something. In essence, that was saying that they trusted him and that he was on board with what they were doing. In fact, at the beginning of chapter 8, verse 1 in Acts, it says that Saul was in agreement with putting Stephen to death. Uh, and this was the beginning of the really bad persecution against the early Christians. Saul is involved in this. He starts going everywhere he can to try to destroy the church. Now, Saul is a devout Jew. He He's grown up in the Jewish faith, He's studied it intensely. Um, he's had some really good teachers. He is. Uh, he describes himself as sort of like a, a Jew of Jews. He's following the, the laws that were handed down the best that he can. He's, he's doing a really good job of it. He's the sort of Jew that other Jews would look up to and say, I wish I could be as good as him. And so he sees the early Christian church as completely in the wrong completely and totally wrong in his mind there are a bunch of nutcases that are out there that are trying to lead people away they're trying to lead people away from what god has taught and away from what they're supposed to be doing so paul's not real happy about this again they're calling him saul at this point he's not happy about this and so what he does is he goes around seeing what he can do to stop it so he goes from house to house pulling men and women out of the houses even to have them thrown in prison because they're christians because that's against the rules that's against the law there for the jews now God's using this. Um, this persecution causes the Christians to scatter. They spread out because it's a lot harder to grab everybody when they're not all bunched up together. Well, as they scatter, they don't stop being Christians. They're still Christians. So they're still telling other people about this Jesus and they're telling other people about how to be saved and, and it's spreading the gospel. So God's using this bad thing for good. But Paul's still being pretty bad here. He's, he's out trying to stop the spread of the church. So Paul goes to the high priest, who's in charge of the Jewish religion, the Jewish faith, and he gets letters from the high priest that's, that are addressed to the, the other temples, the other synagogues, asking for their cooperation in, in getting any of these Christians, any of these followers that they call it the way, any of them arrested if, if he finds them. He wants to bring them back to Jerusalem, you know, in chains, in bondage, as part of his attempt to get rid of this, what he believes is false religion. Well, God likes to work in strange and unusual ways, ways we wouldn't expect. 
So he's on his way to Damascus. He's got the letters to the synagogues there. He's on his way to Damascus. He's got other people with him because he's not doing this all by himself. And all of a sudden, without any warning, there's this bright light from the sky that suddenly shines down on him. And it knocks him to the ground. It's so bright. And Paul hears this voice says, because remember at the time he was known as Saul, he hears this voice going, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? And Saul's like, Who are you, Lord? And the voice is like, I'm Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. Now, get up. Go into the city, and then you'll be told what you have to do. Now, Saul's not by himself. The guys that are with Saul just kind of stand there speechless. They're, they're, they don't have anything to say because they're just so surprised. Because they heard the sound of a voice, but they didn't see anybody. Paul picks himself up off the ground, but he opens his eyes, and he can't see. He's blind. So the guys that are with him lead him by the hand all the way into Damascus, and he stays there for about three days, and he didn't eat or drink anything, and, you know, he's kind of waiting to see what's going on, and he's blind. Now, people know about Saul. People know all about Saul. Paul, they still called him Saul. People in the early church know all about him, and they're kind of concerned about him. You know, if he's coming, you kind of go the other way so he doesn't catch you and get you thrown in jail and all that good stuff. Well, in Damascus, there's a believer named Ananias. And God gives him a vision. God, in the vision, says, Ananias! Ananias goes, Yeah, Lord! The Lord says, Look, you're going to go over to the street that they call straight. Now, I don't know why he says the street that they call straight. I would think that would be straight street. Maybe it's a street that they called straight, but it was kind of crooked, but they called it straight to be funny. I don't know. But go over to the street that's called straight. Go to the house of Judas. This is not the Judas that betrayed Jesus. This is another Judas. I think I said in the last one, there's a lot of people with similar names. Sometimes it's hard to keep track. But anyway, go to the house of Judas on this straight street that's maybe straight. And when you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. Because he's praying right now, and I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. And Ananias is like, but Lord! I've heard lots of people talking about this dude and all the terrible stuff he's done to the believers in Jerusalem. He's even been authorized by the chief priests to arrest anyone who calls on your name. And God's like, go, Saul's my chosen instrument. I'm going to use him to take my message to the Gentiles. And remember, the Jews didn't really like the Gentiles. And Saul is like a Jew of Jews. He really doesn't like the Gentiles. And I'm going to have him take my message to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I'm going to show him just how much he's going to have to suffer for my name's sake. Ananias doesn't have a whole lot to say to that. So he goes down and he finds Saul where God told him to go. And he lays his hands on him and says, Brother Saul, the Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me to you so that you can see again and so you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly. Something falls off of Saul's eyes like scales. Fish scales, I guess. Fall off of Saul's eyes. And he could see again. So he got up and he was baptized. And then he ate some food. Because remember, he hadn't eaten for three days. And regained his strength. So Saul hung out there in Damascus for a couple of days and immediately started preaching about Jesus in the synagogue. Saying, you know, this guy, this Jesus, he really is the son of God. 
And everybody who heard him was amazed. They're like, isn't this the same guy who caused all kinds of trouble among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? And didn't he come here to arrest them and to take them back? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus, they couldn't, they couldn't argue with him. They didn't have any good arguments against his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. It's funny the way that works. You see, Jesus was the Messiah. So Paul had these arguments based on the scriptures, and he could show based on the scriptures. Look, this is what Jesus did. Jesus was really the Messiah. Well, it's kind of hard to disprove the truth. It'd be like if I said one plus one equals two, and you tried to prove that it didn't. Well, that'd be kind of hard. And they're having a hard time proving that Jesus wasn't the son of God because he was. So after a bit of that, the Jews start getting together and they're plotting to kill Saul. They're watching for him day and night at the gate of the city so they can murder him. You know, he gets out of the city, gets away from the city, nobody's looking. He's gonna, oh, he went away and never came back. What a shame. Well, no, they murdered him. But they didn't murder him because what happened was somebody found out about it and told Saul about this plot. So during the night, some other believers took Saul, put him in this big basket, and stuck it out through an opening in the city wall and lowered him down. So Saul goes back to Jerusalem, and he's like, Hey, other believers, I'm a believer just like you. I want to, you know, he wants to talk to them. He wants to meet with them, but they're all afraid of him. They're like, hey, we see this trick. We know what you're trying to do, Saul. They didn't believe he'd truly become a believer. Then this dude named Barnabas shows up, and he's a believer. He brings him to the apostles and tells them all about how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus, and how the Lord had spoken to him, and how Saul had preached boldly the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul hangs out with the apostles and goes all over Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly the name of Jesus. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him because they couldn't beat him in the debate. When the believers heard about that, they took him down to Caesarea, another place, and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.